The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are about to enter a world of hope and engage in a conversation about peace and positive change in our wounded communities. Welcome to Power of Peace Radio with your host, Kit Cummings. Each week, we tackle the issues that you've been asking about, and we seek sustainable solutions for our youth, their families, and our planet. Now, here is Kit Cummings. Welcome, everybody. Kit Cummings, Power of Peace Radio. Tonight, we're broadcasting live from Atlanta, GA, and uh, I'm so excited. I've been waiting on this night. We've been dreaming about this show. This is our first kickoff show of many. We're going to do a 13-week series And we're going to tackle issues that the world is talking about. And Power of Peace Radio is about solutions. It's about doers. I don't know about you, but we live in a world where people are getting addicted to drama, whether it's social media and people spouting their opinions on things that maybe they know about, maybe they don't, Uh, whether it's our music, our movies, our shows, turn on the nightly news. I mean, wherever you look, it's drama, drama, drama. And people, whether they realize it or not, are getting addicted to more drama. The media is becoming more negative. It's more fear-driven. People are getting more scared. And yet, they tune in for more. And so I dreamt of creating a show based on some of the principles and guidelines and universal laws that have worked for me and changed my life And this is a weekly show for an hour. We're going to have cutting-edge issues. We're going to have thought leaders, world changers. And we're going to talk about things that are, they're they're very compelling, edgy subjects. We're going to talk about youth. We're going to talk about our communities. We're going to talk about racism. We're going to talk about mass incarceration. We're going to talk about sexting and social media and and what's happening to the youth. Uh, You know, I mean, we've got teenagers, we got college kids, we got preteens. And if we're parents, a lot of us, you know, can get very fearful about what our kids are doing, especially when we can't be with them. And so this is a show called The Power of Peace. And how do you bring peace into your world when you're bombarded with drama 24-7? It's hard to get away from it. We live in a world that's very, very connected. I mean, now, I mean, the world has gotten very, very small. uh, Information flies at lightning speed. If something happens across the world today, we will know about it because we'll get a tweet, a Facebook, we'll hear it on the news, something. I mean, you're going to find out. And that affects our energy. It affects our mind. And it certainly affects young minds. And so that's what this show is all about. I've got an incredible guest. I'm just going to tease that for a second because uh, there's one guy that I wanted to get on this first show. He'll always be the first guest. We're going to have many, many shows, but um, I'm not even going to tell you who he is yet. But I wanted to give you an idea. Again, my name is Kit, and um, the Power Peace Project is a 501c3. 
it came as the result of an idea. I was doing a speech. I'm an author and a teacher and a speaker, and I get to travel, and uh, I'm a peace activist, and, and really, I'm all about bringing peace to troubled, conflict, tension-filled environments. And I was in Philadelphia about five years ago, and I was doing a speech, and, and I got done, and I was sweaty, and I was high. I was in the moment. I mean, it was a great event. And they put Dr. King's beautiful face up on the screen, and I had a moment of clarity. And out of all the thoughts I would have, 50,000 thoughts in a given day, one of them I was aware, and I plucked it. And I don't know if you've ever had a thought that was like a game changer, you know, your million dollar idea or your breakthrough thought, and then you just let it go. And then, you know, five years later, you're like, man, I had that thought and somebody else did it. And luckily, I, I did something. I got on the airplane, I started writing down notes, and I had an idea which became an experiment, which led to a program, which evolved into a movement. And now I've just been trying to keep up with it. And uh, the Power Peace Project was born inside Georgia's most violent, dangerous maximum security prison in the midst of a gang war. I mean, there were killings going on in this prison. I was just dumb enough to not know what I didn't know. And so I was just going in there as a volunteer. I was serving some convicts. I had gotten close to some guys. And, I, you know, I wasn't aware it was such a dangerous place. I guess naivete, you know, kind of helped me at the time. But... I got close to some powerful guys, and we tried an experiment on Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, 2011. In honor of Martin, we signed a peace pledge, and it was 12 convicts, myself, white, black, brown, young, gang-affiliated, life sentence, many of them inmates that signed a peace pledge, and magic happened. And that is what led to the Power of Peace Project. I've released, uh, recently uh, finished a book called Peace Behind the Wire, and um, it's all about how this movement has taken me to prisons around the country, prisons in the Ukraine, Honduras, Mexico, you know, down to South Africa. I just became fascinated with this issue of incarceration around the world. Our country incarcerates 25% of the locked up people in this planet and only has 5% of the population. We're locking up kids at epidemic rates. And there's a problem. And so I backed it up into schools and it took me into inner city schools and now suburban schools and I go where I'm invited and this thing has just picked up momentum and here we are tonight. <laughs> and so this is about how do you find your peace in all the madness? How do you slow down the voices for just a second and try to find solutions? This show is not for people that just want to sit around and run their mouths and not do anything. This is for people that want to change the world, even if it's just your neighborhood, your kids, your cubicle or your company or whatever it is, wherever you sit tonight, I am super grateful that you tuned in to hear our first show. Now, the first guest of the Power Peace Radio is multi-Grammy award-winning rapper, hip-hop artist, founder of the hip-hop band Arrested Development, and I'm not exaggerating, one of the coolest guys on the planet, bar none. Welcome, Speech Thomas. How's that for an intro, bro? Is that good? That's amazing. It's the amazing. Bar real high. You are made for this, Kit Cummings. I'm telling you. You are made for this. Tell us, you are, you are Speech. We've been knowing each other for a minute. Tell us, how did you get where you're at right now? Um, you're touring the planet, winning Grammys, MTV Music Awards, you know, founding a band. Tell us where you come from and what brings you here tonight. Sure. Well, 
I came from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My mom and dad are both activists in the civil rights movement. Um, they raised me and my brother um, on the concept of finding solutions to problems. My mother owns a newspaper for 40 years now called the Milwaukee Community Journal. The Milwaukee Community Journal is the largest black-owned uh, newspaper in Wisconsin. And for 40 years, she's been at the forefront of telling the stories that are happening in the black community in Milwaukee. But more importantly, and how it led me to where I am now, is talking about solutions. And so growing up around the breakfast table, that's what we did. And so when I started to make music, when I was probably around 14 or 15 years old, um, I was much too young to really be issue-oriented. But by the time I got 19, I really wanted to um, change up the direction of my life and make it more purposeful. And groups like Public Enemy and uh, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, very much had an influence on me. And um, I started a band Arrested Development. And so at this point now, we've won two Grammys, as you explained. We've won an NAACP award, met Nelson Mandela. We've donated tons of money to various causes that mean a lot to us. And um, I have the pleasure of being right here at Power Peace, the very debut show. So I'm really <laughs> excited, man. Thank you for having me. Well, man, I'm I'm just honored to know you, and we have been friends. I mean, I met you a long time ago, and and I just want to launch right into it. And you already, you know, you touched on a couple of things. I was going to say the roots of this hip hop culture that we find ourselves in, and um, that a lot of older generation don't understand. I mean, especially out in suburbia, you hear it all the time. You know, why don't those kids pull their pants up? And you know, just the you know the lingo and the language. And I feel like they're speaking another language. They're glued to their mobile devices and. Um, you know, I, I met you about 20 years ago and I saw a transformation in your life and your music has become, um, it's a part of our culture. You developed a style of music that was really, really new. And that's why you won New Artist of the Year. That's why you won Best Rap Song. That's why you were just such a, you know, I mean, it, you, you changed things. But I want to tell you about something that happened yesterday. I want to get your opinion. I go where I'm invited. Yesterday I was invited down into, you know, what my suburban friends would call the hood, the ghetto, down in Bankhead. For those that know Atlanta, it's on the west side. It's a very, very impoverished community. It's a very dangerous community. And I was invited to, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, I was invited to a gangster party. All right, but this had a cause. All right, and I'm not lying. Okay, this was hosted by rival gangs and Muslim sects. And they were coming together. And I'm telling you, these are people who don't get along. As a matter of fact, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, if I told you who it was. And they were coming together to stop the violence. And so right. I was invited down there. And I went into this this place. And I'm, I was fascinated. And I met people. And they, they vouched for me. The guy that invited me was a guy I know on the inside. And he got me connected. They knew I was coming. Um, I didn't, nobody looked like me, and but they they respected me and they treated me with love. And but anyway, we started marching, and it it was a very um, they're hurt. I mean, this community is hurt and they're angry about these things that are going on between law enforcement, and civilians, and minorities, and white and black. And you know, I found myself caught up in this march, and people were yelling, you know, "F the police!" <laughs> and I'm, I'm walking yeah, along yeah. like. I mean, really, it was fascinating. I try to just always keep my fascination. But I'd like to know, especially with your roots, you mentioned NWA, Public Enemy, you know, some of the groups that, that started this, you know, early on, this, this message from the streets. 
how did that influence you and how did you manage to break away from it and how do you think it's affecting our kids? Well, let me ask the, I'll answer the first part. How it affected me, it, it affected me a lot. And it's funny because uh, bands like NWA helped the world and did a service initially. And that service was helping people that weren't from Los Angeles, that weren't from California, weren't from the Crips and Bloods realities that was happening there on a daily basis. And it told the story. And it depicted it so graphically and so real that everyone around the world either got simply entertained by it, which I don't think is the best part, but many got informed about it and became concerned about it. And that was, to me, the service that an NWA did. Now, unfortunately, after time went on and various record executives got involved, tons of money got pumped into bands like NWA, then what was more um, relevant for these bands as they continued to put out material is to simply um, glorify and um, sort of bastardize, in a sense, the pain and the suffering and just glorify the gangster and hard lifestyle. And that's where I felt that the service was no longer being, being put into action now. I felt like, okay, now we're just exploiting the fact of people's pain, people's oppression, and um, we need to move to solutions again. Public Enemy was a band that had a really heavy impact on me. And it was mainly because they were talking about things like um, Louis Farrakhan at a time when I had no idea who he was. Um, they were talking about the Panthers, and they were talking about various socialist and capitalist movements that were about helping people throughout the world. And I just was intrigued by the subject matter, because in rap music, there wasn't a lot of that being talked about. In fact, it really wasn't being talked about. And so I felt like I literally was in school hearing about subjects that very much seemed that people were trying to keep from me. And of course, as a young person, that even drew me to it more. And so I was very influenced by um, Public Enemy, and I became friends with Chuck D., the leader of Public Enemy, and Professor Griff and many of the other members over the years. So... What made me go depart to uh, rest of development and what we're about, we're, we're a mixture of a lot of different things, but from a philosophical and spiritual standpoint, I felt like hip-hop had yet to really address things from a spiritual soul standpoint, where we are human beings, we are all brothers and sisters at the end of the day, and yet we've got to dig deep and get gritty about these topics that are um, handicapping the human race in certain populations and sectors of the population. So we really wanted to dig deep, get detailed, and at the same time wrap that or cloak that in a spiritual message that wasn't necessarily related to church or, or specific religions, but the spirit that we all share regardless of uh, what religion we are. And so that's sort of the path that Arrested Development is, uh, has been on. It. Yeah, because I knew of you before I ever met you, and, and it was songs like uh, Mr. Wendell, where you talked yeah. about a homeless man that became a real human being to you and was a source of wisdom to you. Or you wrote the song Tennessee, or what I understand exactly. is for your, for your grandmother, or people every day when you talk about some, some brothers disrespecting your black queen, you know, and how exactly. you were a brother that had to stand up for <laughs> your, your woman. And, and these were songs that spoke to me, you know, 25 years ago. 
almost. And, um, you know, I really appreciate that about you. And um, also, you. you know, kind of segue into to what I'm going to be wanting to talk about next is, um, well, first of all, how there's a young generation that now, I see it two ways. There's, there's young people that are uh, upset about what's going on. And then there's others that have just gotten tuned in to what they think is cool. Because I see kids, you know, we do our program in schools in the inner city with kids that are really in, you know, in tough, dangerous neighborhoods. But we also do it out in the suburbs where it's a bunch of affluent kids in gated communities that are act- acting all gangster and thug, you know, talking, you know, thug live. And they're, they're no more gangster. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They're just there. Yeah. They're, tapped into this hip-hop culture and it can be very dangerous i mean would you agree? it is basically. i do agree with you and i i also could um agree that media plays such a huge role in shaping our worldview our perception of where the world is going where we should go um what our role in this world is so media is extremely important and i've always been a believer that if i can create uh, media or material that helps people to dream or helps people to see things from another perspective that enhances the humanity of us all, then I can help um, shape the minds of people in a positive way and in a way that, as I said earlier, enhances the humanity of all of us or, or highlights the humanity of all of us as opposed to the decadence of all of us or the base. Um, angers and frustrations of all of us, the yeah. things that can easily take us down paths that you, you fight against when you go inside of some of the maximum yeah. prisons, uh, maximum security prisons. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're on that same fight. And I just wanted to say something about Chief Chair. I, I, I admire what you did when you took that invitation and by faith went into a situation that was probably very foreign to you to some extent or another and surrendered yourself at least that's how I perceive it, emptied yourself in order to go into that situation and be what you were meant to be, not even knowing what to expect, and more importantly, not judging um, yeah. everyone around you, but, but allowing yourself to, be, uh, yourself to be you. And I think no. that's what I do at a musical level to some extent. I appreciate you saying that, and um, I want to pick up right where you left off. We're going to break away. Um, stay tuned in. We're going to go to a commercial break. We're going to come back with speech of Arrested Development, and we're going to talk about these young minds. Stay with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you feel alone even when you are surrounded by others? Do you feel that there is sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and plenty of other curveballs thrown at her by life. She'll help you every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just 
settling. It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanke. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanke can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Power of Peace Radio. To reach Kit Cummings or his guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to kit at kitcummings.com. Now, back to Power of Peace Radio. Welcome back. And um, for those that are listening, this is our first show, Power of Peace Radio. And again, we're um, coming to you live from Atlanta, GA. And tonight we've been speaking with Speech Thomas of Arrested Development. And when we signed off, we were talking about um, how music is such a huge influence on the young people of today. And I think that uh, in, in a lot of what we do, if, if where it started was in a prison. And then it worked so well, we tried this, this uh, seven-step peace pledge that these 12 young convicts, and I use that word respectfully because that's what men on the inside would rather be called convicts. It's a term of respect instead of inmates. So when I say that, I don't want to offend anybody. But these guys, they, they took this challenge, and I found out that these young men, tough men, these guys, uh, they, they grew up in tough areas, a lot of them, um, they were just waiting for someone to call them to do something great. And there's this army of the incarcerated, two and a half million people locked up in the land of the free. And really, it's a system that's, um, that's becoming more and more violent. And once someone gets into the system, you know, two-thirds are going in for nonviolent offenses, and then the majority are coming out having learned to be violent. And so I went in there and uh, began to work with these guys, and I didn't find what I thought I was going to find. I found grandfathers and fathers and sons and grandsons and little brothers and big brothers, and, and it was a generational cycle. So many of them that were in there, you know, their brothers had been in there, their father was in. But then again, I saw this new class of inmates that were coming in that did not look the part, were not built for this, and had to learn how to live in this world that nobody wants to be in, the state prison system. And um, it's big business. And nowadays, uh, prisons are becoming more and more privatized. It's big business. It's a $5 billion a year industry. And if you think about it, prisons are built where land is cheap and where there's not a lot of population. Um, And tough on crime, 
platforms, get people elected, keep them in office. And if the prison in a small town is the biggest employer in town and you invest tens of millions of dollars to build this huge economic force, you're going to keep that thing filled. And those that buy prisons are looking at recidivism rates, which means those that get out, what are the the chances and how quickly are they going to come back? And so without, I don't think, meaning to, our society has developed a system which is a repeat customer business, and it's fueled by the war on drugs, and it's young, white, black, and brown, poor people, for the most part. And I don't say all that to, to say that there's not people that are locked up that shouldn't be. There's, I know a lot of guys on the inside because I go to prisons all over the country and even overseas. Some of those guys don't ever need to come home again. <laughs> but there's a lot of them that if given the chance and if called to stand up and do something great, they will. And I've seen men do that. But there's a whole generation of kids in our communities that are lining up and practicing to become warriors that are going to go to those prisons. And a lot of them are not built for it, not ready for it. And those are the kids that we're trying to impact. Speech, we got you back, man. Yes, I'm right here. Yeah, there you are. I was, man, I was on a roll because I was just waiting for you to tune back in, man. I think we lost you for a second. So um, here's what I'd like to talk to you about, the young, influential brain. Um, these kids, everybody's got headphones on. (laughs) We didn't grow up like that. Everybody's got social media that they're connected to right in front of them all the time. Uh, the gaming that are the most, uh, you know, it's, it's grand theft auto, it's call of duty, it's whatever the latest thing is. I don't even know. Talk to us about how you think that's affecting the young mind. And if you'd like to talk about raising teens of your own, you've got two incredible kids. And so tell us about just any of that. Definitely. Uh, you know, if you're not going to be a leader in directing your life, someone will direct it for you. And so there is less and less people having an effect on more and more people than ever before in the history of mankind. So in other words, the creators of these games, the creators of, um, or the owners of these video stations, radio stations, instead of them owning one in one localized market, they're owning hundreds and sometimes even multiple hundreds of um, radio stations, then the video channel, then also the newspaper. And so there's very few people making decisions for the masses of people as to what we're going to be exposed to, what is going to be the theme, and what is also going to be um, filtered so that you're not exposed to it. And, and as a hip-hop band that talks about consciousness, that talks about activism, getting involved, we've seen a concerted effort to keep our music from being on these stations so that it cannot impress young minds. And on the flip side, we've seen music that is designed to be um, melodically pleasing to the youngest of children. I'm talking about two- and three-year-olds so the hooks of the song, the hook is our chorus of the song in the music industry. And the hooks are literally like nursery rhymes. And we say these words in the music industry a lot of times. We want your hook to be like a nursery rhyme so that it wow. can get into the minds of the young children. But then the subject matter is literally more intense and more adult-oriented than a Richard Pryor record. If you remember back in the day, we used to listen to comedy on record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the content is as raw and as gritty as it possibly can get. I honestly don't believe it can get any more gritty 
than what it is now. And this is on mainstream radio, not underground radio. And it's on mainstream um, channels pushed by billions of dollars of publicity and marketing and huge Fortune 500 companies that are owning these conglomerates. So this is a very interesting time for our youth. And yes, I agree with you, Kit, that they're being influenced in ways that no generation in the past has ever been influenced um, with material that's by nature made for adults. And it can be toxic for adults, but it can even be more toxic for young people who we know scientifically have not formed their brains totally and various parts of their brains, I forget what it's called, have not connected yet. And then we know about science to this extent that there's neuroplasticity where Mm-hmm. Things that we start to get addicted to can literally change the neural pathways of our brain and change the way we think. And in our minds, it will become necessity to us. So you're right about this, um, what we're being exposed to and how addictive it can be and how dangerous it is. It's Absolutely. all very, very, very dangerous. And and I think that a lot of the kids, I mean, it's it's just what they know. We become what we see. You know, we find what we correct. look for. You know, we find what we believe we deserve. We attract that which is like us. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And there's all thoughts become things and words create our world. And what we focus on expands and our moods are magnetic. And these are the things that we're teaching these kids in this these programs we have called Attitude Science and Inspired Straight. And some of the things that we're taking into the inner city and the suburban schools where there's addiction, overdose, suicide, incarceration, um, you know, the kids, their brains are not handling the bombardment of information that is flying at them at lightning speed. And the new normal is not, uh, it's not what the brain is built to handle. Okay. So we teach these kids, you know, today you're going to have 40 or 50,000 unique thoughts. That's a real number. Exactly. And the things we think about is what we create. We're going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of ten to 20,000 words come out of our mouth. And words are very creative and powerful. That's why, you know, a hip-hop group like Arrested Development or an artist like Speech, you are not just speaking these words, but they are, it's your instrument. It's the flow that you're putting out into the universe. And there's the Without energy. Yeah. And so... Uh, music is the universal language. And if these kids can listen to the kind of music that you're making and bands like yourself, um, then you can literally change your energy. You can change your thoughts, change your language and change your life. You'll stop attracting, you know, the garbage that's coming into your life. So, um, that is a you know, fact. I'm, I'm impressed with what you do. So we're having a love hey. fest here, man. Go ahead. Well, no, it's true though. And can I tell you what you, what you touched on, during the break when you, you spoke about prisons being a billion, multiple billion dollar industry. And there has been conspiracy theories that, to be honest, may have a lot of validity to it. And some of my friends in the music industry say that it's def- definitely valid. And that is that record executives have talked to various prison owners, um, or those that have privatized various prisons and the, and the ones that have the most stock in that and are in cahoots to make sure that that music contributes to people going right back into prison and so that the dollars are, are able to be made and the free labor is able to be had and so on and so forth. I don't doubt that at all. In fact, there's a, there's a, there's a magazine called Rap Rehab that did a fantastic piece 
that literally broke down the literal owners of many of the biggest privatized prisons and how they also are owners in some of these record labels. And so some of the messages that we're seeing are intentional, and that could be proven. So it is a very dangerous mix. And unfortunately, you know, the, the Holy Scriptures of the Bible says that money is the root of all kinds of evil. Well, money at the end of the day is sometimes the uh, catalyst for some of these horrible decisions that people are making. Absolutely. And, you know, some, some of our listeners might know this, some might not. The, um, the tests, the literacy tests that our kids are taking in third, fourth, fifth grade, the results of those tests are being used to tell us as a society how many prisons to build. Because the kids that are not learning to read are going to drop out of school, hit the streets, and we better make a bed for them. And right now we're living in a day, and this is not an exaggeration, our country is building more prisons than schools. Okay? And, and we know because we're, we're, you know, our schools are becoming, you know, nothing more than babysitting for a lot of these. Uh, you know, it is a, an epidemic, and kids are handling, are having to deal with more pressure, anxiety, stress than any generation that's ever come before it. And so the information that we're feeding ourselves, you know, to the parents listening and to the young people listening, what you feed your brain is what is going to come to your life, you know, what you're thinking about, watching, reading, listening to. And, you know, we're pumping messages straight into our ears. We're watching a screen all day long. And when you're playing a character on a screen and you can literally make that character do whatever you want to do, your brain does not know the difference in that and reality. You are practicing what you're going to become. And so to think that our kids are all of a sudden going to become these, you know, amazing, you know, students when when they're practicing this drama. But I want to switch it because I want the second half of this show to be on a positive tip. I really do. And I want parents that are listening, young people listening, to be able to find hope and light. Because this is not going to be a show where we just hate on things and talk about problems. I want it to be solution-oriented. And so I'd like to hear you talk on this. I believe with all my heart this next generation has more potential to change the world than any that have ever come before it because they have the technology that we didn't have. They have social connectivity that we didn't have. They have the viral society to be able to spread messaging quicker than anybody has ever been able to do it. They have the ability to learn through Google and YouTube and Wikipedia. They can become autodidactal, which means they can learn anything they want to learn at the tip of their fingers. And I believe if we can get them then they can change the world faster than any generation has ever been able to do. So I totally agree with you, Kit. I totally agree. And I wanted to say, too, that with my children, you know, you had asked me that uh, a moment ago, and I don't want to stick on this because I know you want to move to a different direction. No, go. But I have two things. My daughter's 18. My son is 21. And we also have taken in another team that was involved in crime and involved in carjackings and so on and so forth, and we wanted to get him out of that situation. We spent some time in jail, got him out, and allowed him to live with us so that we could have a bigger influence on him. And in a practical way, what we've done is we've allowed our kids to listen to various things that they want to listen to and even watch various things that they are very interested in watching. But what I've done is I've, after they've watched it, I'll pause it or I'll stop it after the movie ends. And I want to talk about it. Yeah. And if it's a music video, 
we actually look up the lyrics and we talk about what the lyrics are saying so that at the very least, they can become aware of what is being said so that it's not just um, subconsciously entering into their minds and their spirits and their souls, but they're able to actually think about it, analyze it, determine is this where they want to be? Is this what they believe in? And so they can determine if it's just simply entertainment or not, but they can make a conscientious effort to determine where does this belong in my life. And what I've been proud of with my children is after we've done that after a while, they've made a lot better choices in the things that they want to be entertained by because they've understood the effect that some of this uh, music and other media is having on them in a negative way that they weren't really aware of it. They weren't thinking of it initially. So I'll stop mm. there. So I, I, I just want to make that point. I love that. I love that. I love because that is my whole thing is, is if, if someone asks me, what is the biggest thing that is the, the ill to our society, the, the most dangerous thing going on in our society? There's a million things we could say. I have to say it's the absent father. And I agree. there's so many problems that our nation is experiencing. And I'm not talking about just the father out of wedlock. I'm not talking about just the divorce. I mean, that does, you know, it, it really tears our kids apart. But I'm talking about the, the, the dad that's there who's not there. He's not in totally these conversations. And what I hear from you, and I, I so respect that, and that's what I'm trying to do, is get involved in the, the conversation. I mean, they're right. going to watch it when you're not around them. They're going to listen exactly to what they right. want to listen to. I mean, you can't exactly be with right. them all day. And you, you sure can, can sit there and you can spy where their phone or you can tell them you're not allowed to go here, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to say this or hang out with them. But really, a lot of times what we create is sophisticated liars in our kids right. because we're not involved in the conversation. I so I'm going to tell a story about that when I come back, and it might freak some of the parents out. So there's the tease for, for it to come back. But we're going to break away for uh, our last commercial break. And so stick with us. Last segment, we're going to give solutions and really talk about what can a parent do, you know, and also, you know, what are our kids, what should they do? So we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. listening to Power of Peace Radio. To reach Kit Cummings or his guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to kit at kitcummings.com. Now, back to Power of Peace Radio. Welcome back, and um, I'm so grateful, everybody that's listening. I hope you'll continue to tune in. We're going to be Monday nights. 8 p.m. live, and uh, that's Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But we're having a great talk with uh, rapper, hip-hop artist, Arrested Development founder, Mr. Speech Thomas. And we were talking about how this young generation has the, um, they really have the potential. They can change the world. And this this young generation that frustrates a lot of people are going to be leading this country and leading us as we get older and older. They are the future. That that can be a good thing, a blessing or a curse. But we've got to get involved. And one of the things that Speech closed that last segment with was get involved in the conversation. Listen to the music. I love the fact that, that let's look at the lyrics. Let's see what the message is. Let's discuss it. Hey, let me play that video game with you. Show me how you play. Okay, show me, show me what that character can do. Now let's talk about it. I mean, I kind of got a little radical a couple years ago. My son was starting to kind of slide a little bit. Uh, my, my son is uh, 19, on his way to the University of Georgia, going into his second year. He's got a 4.2. I'm so proud of him. And a beautiful daughter that's in high school. And so these are very relevant issues for me as a father. But he started getting into a, a lot of the, what we're talking about. And I just knew kind of where he was and who he was hanging with. And so I made the radical decision to take him to a Wiz Khalifa concert, which a lot, <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of flack from a lot of parents. They're like, man, that is so irresponsible. I'm like, man, he's doing it anyway. And so I'm going to go with him and we are going to... I'm going to see what it is that these kids are doing. And so we walked in there, and what I expected to see, and those that are saying, who's Wiz Khalifa? You know, ask your kids. They'll tell you who Wiz is. But anyway, I expected to see this, you know, minority-filled, young, probably black crowd watching Wiz, and I was so not right. I looked around, and it was white 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, suburban kids, and there was a purple haze of weed around <laughs> And it was, and so I stuck there with my boy, and I said, let's observe with fascination, and then we're going to talk about this thing. But anyway, that led to a series of things which really helped him get into his dream, his passion. But um, you did a TEDx talk, a TED talk here recently in Portland, I believe it was, somewhere in the Pacific yeah, Northwest. Portland, but tell Oregon. us about that. I want to know about what you did, and I want to do a TED talk for those that are listening. So anyway, but tell us about that. Yeah, I, re- I, I want to I see yours. I want to hear yours. Mine was um, based on the spirit of all of us as human beings. And it was pretty much uh, not really related to religion per se. And 
it's talking about how we all are born with a sacred serial number and that we all have placed inside of us this innate power to create, to um, bring about influence in an amazing way to this planet and not, not only to the rest of the planet, but to our own lives and create incredible things. And so that's what my, my talk was about. And it was really exciting. It was exhilarating because here I am as a musician and I was able to share how I've been tapping into this spirit for much of my life and the positive effects that it has had in my life. And so I talk a lot about the details of how I grew up, some of the real serious hardship that I've went through. A lot of it had to do with racism and what helped me to overcome some of the obstacles that, that racism brought to my mental state, my emotional state, and even physically, as I was physically uh, abused as a young, young man because of racism. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a really powerful talk. I really get vulnerable. I get very personal about my journey. But I wanted to make it relatable so that anybody who's listening, no matter what background they come from, they can uh, pull something from it and tap into this spirit that's already inside of them. I love it. Yeah, a lot of what um, really connects with these kids, because I love going in and, and working with young minds. It's become my passion. Um, the, the power of what happened in the prison is I'll, I'll continue to go to prisons because it's a calling, but really my passion and I believe the legacy of the Power Peace Project is going to be um, intervention, interruption, redirection of the youth to prevent them. It's a prevention. Keep them in school, off the street, off of drugs, and, um, and really off the way, uh, road to addiction, overdose, suicide, and incarceration. And, and really, you know, that's what we're dealing with. But so much of it is, is about how you control your energy, learning to manage your energy. And that can be, for some, a real uh, a faith tradition through prayer, through meditation, through worship, through getting together with people that are like-minded. And that's powerful how you can change your energy. For others, it can be, you know, it can be just hanging with a new group of people or tapping into a new type of music or, you know, learning something, picking up a book, you know, getting a new friend, you know, getting involved in a new organization or sports. I mean, so many kids get involved in. For my son, it was theater and drama. Now he's a stand-up comic and he's 20. I mean, you know, he's doing comedy shows. I mean, and it's, he's found his passion and passion comes from purpose and purpose is a powerful wellspring for energy. But so much of it is the imagination of these kids. I want to tell this quick little story and then I want to talk about um, AD, the band. Um, I was doing this uh, alternative high school and it was, you know, that's a second chance program. So a lot of the kids have either gotten kicked out, flunked out, or just not fit into traditional mainstream religion. And it can be drugs or a problem with the law, or it can just be they need more personal attention. It can be teenage pregnancy, you know, that got them off track, whatever. And there's this kid in there, man, he just was not into it. And he just, you know, he looked the part of what a lot of people are thinking a troubled kid is. You know, I mean, his pants were sagging, big T-shirt, cap kind of turned sideways, eyes just blazed out. And he came up to me afterwards and he said, Mr. Kid, I'm not going to do your project. And I was like, okay, how come? And he said, I'm just not going to do it. And what I'm thinking right away is, well, then why are you coming here and telling me that? You could have just went out the back door. You know what I'm saying? Why are you coming? Because right. he's crying out for help, but he's trying to be cool and not lose face. And so I said, his name is Justin. I said, you want to play a game? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, play a game with me. Justin, how long do you want to live? And he said, uh, I probably won't make it to 25. And I said, I didn't say how long. You th- I said, how long do you want to live? 
And he said, like, any age? And I was like, yeah, just pick an age. And he, he picked the biggest number he could think of, and he said 60, you know, which was ancient wow. for him, right? And I said, okay, well, let's go ahead and let's look at you at 60. What do you want to be? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, what do you want to be? This is a game. You can be anything. He said, hip-hop star. All right, so he wanted to be you, Speech. And I said, big, you know, like mogul icon or just kind of little? He said, no, big. And I said, where do you want to live? He said, anywhere? I said, Justin, come on, man. And he said, Miami. And I said, high-rise condo or big gated, you know, community? He said, high-rise. I said, what's your lady look like? He said, anything? And I said, yeah, what's your lady look like? He said, fine, Latino. And I'm like, all right, now you're playing the game. I said, do you have any kids? He said, man, I got grandkids. And I was like, wow, what are you driving? He said, Maybach. I mean, he was way into the game now. Right. And so his energy changed because his imagination had come alive. And so anyway, he was all fired up. Well, he left. Next week I come back and he comes bouncing up to me. And he's he's a different guy. His pants, he's got nice slacks on, pulled up, buttoned down shirt, no hat, eyes bright. And I said, who are you? He said, it's me, it's Justin, Mr. Kid. And I said, what happened? And he said, I'm working on my business plan. And I was That's just like, wow. And I don't know where he is today, but I mean, he, he just straightened up and he was a great part of the program. But these kids want somebody to see them. They feel invisible and they feel That's like right. adults are not even speaking their language. They feel like they're not important. So they're going to go find somebody that will accept them. And that's why kids find gangs. That's why kids tap into this hip hop culture that might be negative and not like AD. Exactly. Um, but I want to hear, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to tell a story because, man, kids, they don't give up on them. Get involved with your kids' parents. Um, tell us about AD the band and what you guys are doing, what you got going on new. Can I say two things, and then I want to end with AD the band. One thing is, and these are all places where people can go to get involved with the youth. J Fly, the letter J and F L Y Music dot com. He has started an organization called How Big Is Your Dream. It's an amazing organization. Get your kids involved with music and the arts and so on and so forth. Another fantastic guy named K.O. Kate has started an organization called Bridge the Gap. So not Bridge the Gap, C H E, but Bridge D A Gap, Bridge the Gap, and it's basically an educational program that mixes hip-hop music with education. And so it's bridging those gaps together. Two organizations that I highly, su- I highly suggest. I'm on the board of both of them. And then, of course, I'm going to get to me, Arrested Development and my band. ADTheBand.com is our website. It's our Twitter page, ADTheBand. It's our Instagram. It's our Pinterest, Facebook. So please follow us there. It's great music. We have a new song that's uh, about to drop called This Goes Out to the World. And it's talking about love. It's talking about a change of energy, as you were speaking about, Kit. And mm-hmm. I really want this to be one of your um, theme songs. So I'm going to send you a copy and see what you think. Uh-huh. But I'd love for people to check us out at adtheband.com. The name of our band is Arrested Development. Of course, there was a TV show that came out and took our name. So we sort of... Um, Settled out of court with them and, and came you up had with it first, man. You had it We first. had it first. I know. We had it first. Yeah. Man. So um, those are the things that's happening with me right now, Kit. Uh, I'm excited. It's a lot of fantastic music that we're about to release. But those two organizations, um, 
How Big Is Your Dream Foundation and Bridge the Gap is two situations that are solution-oriented. They're already proven successful. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to do your radio show. I love you as a human being. I've gotten to know you over 20 years. But your organization, Power of the Peace, even before this debut radio show, has already been proven effective. And those are the things that I want to share with people and let them know that they exist. I appreciate that so much. And man, I just, I love everything about what you're doing. You keep on doing it year after year, five solo albums since 96. I mean, so you've gone, you just keep on doing good things for the planet, for the kids. For those of you that, uh, a lot of you know Arrested Development, a lot of you already know speech. And for those that don't, you listen to this music, get your kids turned on to it. Um, But I do want to also um, encourage people to go to powerofpeaceproject.com. See what we're doing. I go where I'm invited, and I mean that. I went to Ferguson when it was hot. Um, I've gone to the, the, like yesterday, going down into the, you know, down into the, the places where, where the real issues are going on. I'll go to schools, churches, prisons, corporate events. I mean, where there is conflict, we bring peace. Um, look for Peace Behind the Wire, a nonviolent resolution. It's a new book. Um, it goes uh, live on the 10th. We're having a book release party in Atlanta on the 8th. And uh, would love for you to check us out. But you can go to the website to find out all about that. Next week, our guest is going to be Reverend Markel Hutchins, who is a civil rights activist. He's a big national voice in the civil rights movement. Um, he's here in Atlanta. We're going to be talking about a lot of things about this young generation. I did a Cleveland event for a bunch of youth juvenile uh, inmates, and I said, um, what do you think about Gandhi? And kids said, who? They didn't know who he was. I said, Dr. King, you think he was a strong man or a weak man? And for the first time ever when I've asked that question, I had teenagers yell out, weak, and it broke my heart that they don't know who Dr. King is. So next week, tune back in, and we're going to talk about this young generation, how they can carry the torch, pick up the dream, because when the, the civil rights leaders of the movement, the struggle of the 60s, when they die out, we don't want this torch to be extinguished. Thank you for tuning in to our first program. Tell a friend, come on back, the power of peace. It's addictive. Get hooked. Hope is the new dope. Can't do too much. Getting high is a good thing. This high never ends. Hope is the new dope. Speech, love you, man. Sign out. Tell, tell parents one thing real quick. What can they do tonight? Quick. Love you. Go to adtheband.com. Go to powerofpeaceproject.com and check out what's going on. <laughs> I love it. Love you, man. And I appreciate you. And uh, you can also check out the podcast, voiceamericaempowerment.com. Calm. You guys are awesome. Keep the peace. Be the peace. Grab the peace. Hold on to the peace. Share the peace. Peace. I don't think I can say peace any more than that. (laughs) (laughs) I am out. Thank you for tuning in to Power of Peace Radio. We hope you've been inspired to make a difference and to be the change you wish to see in your world. And we hope you will listen to our next show. We're live every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.